A big wrestling weekend. Dragunov's new champion, Danielson Zack Sabre Jr. met up. Mox on commentary. Adam Copeland in All Elite Wrestling. We'll talk about it. Let's go. Third League Radio. Yes, so it is Third League Radio, the big rebrand on the way. Cobain and I in studio. What's going on, Cobain? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty good. A little bit tired. We had a uh, big night, as it were. Long night. Saturday night and uh, Sunday. Wrestle Dream. Uh, we had uh, NXT. No no mercy. On Saturday and then watched, Fastlane uh, coming up this this week. Well, see, I watched Collision and parts of No Mercy. I watched the Dragonov match. You watched more of No Mercy than you did Collision, so I guess that's just a good place to start. If you say so. I mean, No Mercy was probably the best NXT pay-per-view of the new era of NXT. Of the 2.0. Well, after 2.0. 2 <laughs> 2.0 is gone. This is a new one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... That's pretty much. It's pretty much all there is to say, really. I mean, it started off with what I be, I believe the NXT title, right? No, Breaker and Corbin. Yeah. Breaker and Corbin. That was honestly, it surprised me, but it wasn't anything special. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I thought the, fa- the crowd really loved it. Crowd was hot for it. I thought it was the best uh, version of Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. Well, the ver- the best version of Braun Breaker I've seen, but the best version of Baron Corbin I've seen in a long while. I thought. I thought that match really showcased him. I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like the. Uh, I didn't like Braun Breaker coming out as a furry. Um, mm. That was, <laughs> you know, a little bit shocking. I know. I know. Yeah, but hey, you're the old guy. Don't. You're gonna be the old guy too. You're gonna to be like when no, when, everyone when your Twitter granddaughter is like you know sitting there holding hands with her own clone, saying she's gonna marry her clone. You're gonna be like, I don't like that. And you're gonna be the old guy too one day. That's all I'm saying. That's weird. That's not. <laughs> Delete that. <laughs> oh, anyway, so uh, Braun and. Yeah, Braun and uh, Corbin. Baron Corbin. Furries. People on Twitter didn't like it either. Uh, what are we going to now? Yeah, after that, I believe it was the North American title match with Dominic and Trick Williams. Now that, that again, wasn't anything special. It was actually a normal Judgment Day title defense with the interferences and the illegal tactics trying to use the belt. Um, what actually surprised me is that they did pull the trigger on Trick Williams this fast. I mean... It felt like he was just put in there as a cheap replacement for Mustafa Ali so the fans would pop. Yeah. That's what it felt like, but... Um, no, no, he did good. It was uh, a deserving was, role. He, I, I don't know if it was... Like you said, it might have been rushed a little bit, but he definitely deserved it, definitely fell into it. Yeah, yeah, I mean... He's gotten the approval of Booker, so apparently yeah. that means a lot. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Many times um, I over. Mean, he needs it, too. It's good for him. Uh, then there was the tag match for the tag titles. The family versus Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza versus... Uh, Creed Brothers. Versus Out the Mud. Yeah, tag. yeah. 
I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the Creed Brothers. Yeah, I think. he did not like the match. <laughs> I, I thought it was very fun. Um, not anywhere near the four man ta- or four way tags we see in all of it, yeah, or but, uh, around the world. Well, but. like I've like I've been saying, and this isn't a bad thing. A lot of people take it as a bad thing. It's like I look at wrestling and. There's lots of ways. I try to use different things of different walks of life to kind of, you know. So I use metaphors when I describe wrestling. WWE's like a Michael Bay movie. There's nothing wrong with it. I like Transformers, but it's just not going to win the best picture. All Elite's like a a Martin Scorsese or a Steven Spielberg movie. It's got a chance to win the best picture, but it's still going to be fun and I mean, do you get what I'm saying? Maybe not. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I mean, uh, I think it, it's all got its moments. Yeah. Um, after that, I believe um, we had the Heritage Cut match, um, and that was actually really good. I thought they were gonna pull the trigger on Butch. I'm surprised they didn't. Um, it ended up going six rounds, I believe. It did. It went yeah. the full. It went the full limit. Yeah. Uh, basically, at the six round mark. If there is no winner, the Heritage Cup champion retains the cup, you know. So, yeah, they went the full time. Um, but it was really, really fun, really good. I mean, Butch did the most he could with the time of a Heritage Cup rules match. I mean, Heritage Cup rules kind of suck. No one really <laughs> likes them on the IWC anyway. I don't know how the casual fans who are there every week feel about it, but. Yeah. We don't want to talk he, about he the did, He did the best he could with the rules and time restrictions that there is. It's what, two minute rounds? Yeah. Well, three minute rounds. They have got uh, three minute rounds. And, but as soon as there's a fall, the round's over. Well, yeah. So you, so you can't get more than one fall in a, in a round. Yeah. Um, then after that was the world title. World title didn't main event, which is surprising because it was the best match on the card. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By far. By and far. we had the new champion. I don't know what the direction was, if it was a politics thing with the women or if it was, I don't, if it was to showcase Tiffany Stratton, I don't know. But Well, you've got Becky Lynch, arguably the biggest name on NXT. I mean, you can talk about Rhea, but she's not there all the time. Lynch is the women's champion. So, of course, they want the big name on the main event slot, but... I mean, it was Dragunov's time. You knew that him and Hayes were going to have just a great match, which which they did. I mean, like I said, I was more into Collision, but that uh, you know that would, Jay White that and, match kind of uh, happened at the end of Collision. Juice but it Robinson really, and Andrade was the match I watched on Collision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Juice is always good, <laughs> and that kind of ended right when the Carmelo and Dragunov match started, and I rewatched it. Um, I might rewatch it again, but it was, I'll say this, Dragunov kept a lot in the, in his arsenal. You know, he, he didn't do as much as he could, but he, he had a lot of emotion in this match. And that was mainly the point was the emotion in the story of him finally getting the title. And that's what, why this is highly regarded. It's not mainly about the wrestling aspect is the wrestling aspect is more of an average big fight title defense. Yeah, no, no, but it was a good match. So it and was Mello was definitely nervous. He had a, a couple of botches and a couple of hesitations throughout the match. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 
Dragunov uh, called the match like he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And ring work was great. Crowd didn't notice the botches, and it was it was really hot. Uh, regarded as probably the best WWE match this or NXT, NXT match yeah. this year. No, no, no. It was good. I don't. I didn't have much bad to say about it. Um, like you said, uh, maybe mellow there uh, a couple times, but uh, you can't really. You know, I don't know if he's. He's young. He's there's a there. okay. Still, there's a difference. He's still really nervous with big fight feels. You could see it against. Yeah. Uh, uh, Braun Breaker when he won the title. Well, there's a difference in certain levels. Like Dragunov, his intensity could match a Brian Danielson. It could go with a Will Ospreay. It could go with a Zack Saber Jr. type of a his, match. His emotion in that Walter match, incredible. Yeah, NXT see, I don't know if I don't know how many of those type of matches Melo has been in up to that point. Because there's a different there's a different level when you're in the ring with certain people. Really, I mean, this there's one. just really yeah, this one. yeah. Probably. They haven't done the Trick Williams match yet. Yeah, that feud is that when that feud happens, it's gonna be good. Oh, but let's uh, let's move on. Yeah. Um, well, Wrestle we, Dream. No, no, we still have to talk about Becky Lynch. And oh, Stratton. wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's almost rules match. Actually, really good. Stratton surprised everyone. Actually, a lot of people thought she was gonna win the title back, and I don't know. It was she showcased. Herself well when a lot of people didn't think she was much yeah, of anything. Okay, but I will say it was almost like. Do you remember the Mox uh, Omega lights out? It was uh, Mox showed up in denim, mm-hmm. and Kenny Omega showed up in his regular attire. I felt like that's what it was like. You know, Bailey shows up like. Right, Not Bailey. Right, oh my right. gosh. Why did I say Bailey? But yeah, Becky, she shows up like, you know, ready for a street fight. And yeah, I didn't really understand that aspect. If it was she didn't have <laughs> other gear or if that was her thing. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying she's coming out in full lingerie. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> like, what? Okay. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't that. It wasn't that revealing. It was normal gear. Yeah. But it was just kind of like odd for a street fight. Yeah. It was. But other than that, yeah. Now moving on to Wrestle Dreams, starting with the zero uh, hour. The started at five thirty. Yeah, okay. I thought we were gonna have with this matches. fully stacked card. I'm thinking five thirty matches are gonna start because it's an hour and a half pre-show. Yeah, they started the pre-show thirty minutes early, so I thought they were gonna yeah. give full time to all these matches. No matches. They they, <laughs> they didn't. Um, but, but they did all their talking in the first thirty minutes. We gotta I like separate get. the pre-show from the show. Like, okay. While the triple threat or while the trios match main evented the uh, pre-show, I don't think that was necessarily the match of the pre-show. You know what I it mean? It was not a good match. Yeah, it was like, uh, uh, I mean, for, okay, for me, the, the match of the pre-show was Josh Barnett versus yeah, okay. I was Okay, I was about to say that. That's what kind of the pre-show centered around for me when Which I saw lot, that announced. It, that type of match is not a lot of people's style of match, so maybe... You might not think that was match of the zero hour, but I don't. If it wasn't that one, then I don't. What? It, yeah, I mean, no, it was. It was okay. It showcased the style of wrestling that was going to be used a lot throughout the night, throughout the entire night. I mean, because really, Barnett and Claudio, a lot of that was real. I mean, it was still professional wrestling, but if you go back and watch oh, that match, died. a lot of that was pretty, pretty uh, close to real. 
And uh, you kind of got a little bit of that throughout the night. There was, I hate the, I hate the internet. Flippy flips. There was, <laughs> there was very little of what everybody says, the acrobatics and the Cirque du Soleil. It was focused on professional wrestling and you got it with that match being very early in the pre-show. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have been on a pre-show, and I fully expect them to run it back in yeah, the, on yeah. maybe Full Gear or maybe on a, a TV show, a yeah, premium TV show. But um, anyway, hitting hitting up the main card, Nick Wayne Luchasaurus wasn't anything for you. No, it was. I don't really get it though. Maybe well, okay, we don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but. It would it would build up for something later, but I don't understand why. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Yeah, so the show started off. The Excalibur said that um, Danielson and Zack Sabre were going to start, and I assumed it was because they were going uh, 40 minutes. Yeah. But uh, which they went 36, I believe. Still, yeah. Um, it was amazing. But no, we they changed the card up, I guess, right before the show aired, and they made... MJF and the Righteous start the show, and I think that was a good decision because I think that you have to have your world champion either open the show or be close to the end, and that match can't be anywhere near the end, um, and you don't want it to get caught up in the rest of the cards, so put it at the beginning, and it was really fun. Um, MJF is harnessing the... Power of eighties wrestling, <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, very, it over. very much, yeah. He's very simplistic things. He's yelling out "body slam" and the whole crowd starts chanting "body slam, body slam." You know, it's very simple he, stuff. He yeah. had the biggest body slam reaction since Hogan <laughs> and Andre. Well, maybe Cena and Big Show did Cena was body oh, slam. Big Show, my goodness, <laughs> he, he did. He picked up Dutch and slammed him down. The crowd went crazy. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was just really fun. It wasn't a good wrestling match. But no, it was just no, fun. just a fun match. Yeah. Um. After that, we had. I don't remember what came after that. Actually, it was, because um, it was such a long show. You know, that's that's the thing I'll say. If I don't mind a long show, I don't mind that many matches. But if you're going to start the pre-show at five thirty, start the pre-show at five thirty. Yeah. Was Kingston and Shibata. Was that next? It was Kingston and Shibata. Because Kingston and Shibata was good, yeah. but it was... Okay, the, was, only, the only criticism I can give that is it was the match that you would expect. It was slapping the shit out of each other, beating each other up. A lot of stuff that Shibata hasn't used in a while yeah, he yeah. brought out. But, I mean, it was just... Yeah, it was what it's supposed to yeah. be. It did what it needed to do. I mean, I can't say that that's a criticism, but on a show like this, I mean, you expect, I don't know. Yeah, You know what I mean? You'd expect yeah, a little bit, uh, something stronger. I, mean, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't say I that that's like, a bad thing. I feel like they're going to do more with that yeah, because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of story aspects. There's something could, to build on to. As exactly. commentary said, that's what I'm trying to get if to. it was in pure rules, Shibata would have won. I feel like they're... Because and they, they talked, kept, a, they talked a lot about this triple yeah, crown they kept title, teasing this American triple crown championship. Yeah, but which, which I don't get unless they're holding. I get it. New Japan Strong is supposed to be based in America, but I haven't I, seen I, a lot well, of. Well, I think they're getting a new title for that, and I think that if they do do a triple crown, that 
New Japan would just let him have the strong title and they would get a new title. Yeah. Because, I don't know. But, something to think about. Now, after that, I want to say it was well, I know Julia Hart, but I'm not entirely sure. I was going to say, I know Julia Hart and uh, Chris Statlander were around this time. Might have been the uh, fourth match or so, but that was a good match while we're on it. I mean, uh, that was uh, Julia Hart. I mean, she she has been impressive here recently. In, uh, yeah, so it was Julia Hart versus Chris Statlander for the TBS title. Many actually were calling for Julia Hart to win this match, and I would not disagree because her presentation is yeah, no, that of a that, star. The entrance alone. The entrance is alone is great. I mean, but, yo, yeah, no. She's, what, 19, 20 years old? A lot of people said this is the women's match of this year for yeah, AEW. I don't know about that. I don't know about they that. They got the This Is Awesome chance for first yeah, time in a while yeah. that we've seen for women um, in America, anyway, or in... AEW really. I mean, it's been a that. while. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's probably Hikaru Shida. Yeah, well, see, any match with Shida, it probably is up there good. But while I'm not a fan of Jade Cargill, I really like a couple of her matches, especially her After. her last one, her I guess exit match with uh, Statlander. That one was pretty good. It really was. Now, after that was arguably one of, arguably the match of the night by some, it's Swerve and Hangman. If you, okay, you need to rewatch this match if you didn't really get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. While my styles were more on, I've uh, seen it twice and it's fucking. (laughs) Well, well, see, you know, like I was gonna say, while while my stylings may be more Danielson and Saber, this match is. uh, We'll get to that. It doesn't disappoint at all. Oh my good, this match is. Danielson Saber was match of the year in a technical professional wrestling aspect, but in a overall professional wrestling, just a a classic pro wrestling match. Yeah, like (laughs) you know, a Hangman Adam Page match. uh, well, I mean, a just real swer- a Swerve Strickland match. I mean, the way think about it. the way Swerve finishes it, yeah, though, that was really good and, too. Mm, I'm telling you, yeah, I, yeah. See, I, I don't want to say too Finished much if you with the, uh, if you haven't JML seen it, but dude, or wow, made in Japan, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it was it was very good. Um, um, moving on, uh, because well, it's, it's not just it very moving. good. It was it was super. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was an excellent match. I mean, but, easy but five stars. Again, with the me. excellent matches, I'm not trying to give too much away. So I, I I struggle to talk too much about it. But yeah, it was. You know, you can get into the internet hype sometime of oh he's great he's gonna be a star no Swerve is Swerve has got star written all over him Swerve he's, is main event Swerve is the heel Adam Page is one of the biggest baby faces. In modern wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can debate that with a lot of WWE baby faces, but not really many have got I mean, up to that in modern day. Yeah. Um, and then you have Swerve, who's the most violent heel on, other than BCC, on mm-hmm. AEW's roster. Look what you did to Nick Wayne, right? So you have them, and they're beating the shit out of each other. And Seattle's cheering for Swerve. <laughs> yeah, and they're booing the shit out of Hangman. Hangman it's is Bret out Hart there. in Canada. It's punk in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hangman's supposed to be the babyface, and he's out there getting getting booze. I mean, <laughs> I mean, booze on the level of 
if you, if you only watch WWE, Boo's on the level of Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, dude, through he's the getting whole match, Don like, not Through the whole 20-minute match. He's getting Dan Lambert heat out here. <laughs> um, oh, man. And then, unfortunate that this match had to go right after, but I understand, Stark Sanuta. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate, but it was... Uh, <laughs> it was a good wrestling match. Just it, there was it's. Yeah. Okay, this is something. This isn't in the match, but it's just something a little touch before. As Ricky Starks is getting ready, he's warming up. They have a camera on him in the back. In the in the back, as he's walking toward the, <laughs> you know, uh, ramps and all that. And there's a security guard standing by. Ricky goes out of my way, C.W. Anderson. I don't need your help. And he looks just like C.W. Anderson. I mean, it's not even like. In fact, C.W. Anderson tweeted later, that guy does look like me. So, <laughs> I don't know, just one of those little odd touches that I kind of found funny. Yeah, it kind of it kind of just got lost between it the yeah. main events. So, um, if, I mean, if you're a fan of Ricky Starks, watch that match. Yeah, no, it was good. But it just, it just got lost between everything. And Ricky everything. Starks won, if we didn't mention that. Um, and then right after that, we had the trios match. The, uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. This was the, the Golden Jets family against the, the Golden Jets. Yeah, the perfect example of the established talent versus the new talent. Well, and it was so cool the way. Okay, because last time Jericho and Sammy were in the ring together, Jericho was the heel, Sammy was the face, and it immediately turned. And the way that both, the way that both were able to play so perfectly into their roles at uh, Wrestle Dream was okay. There were okay if you're listening and you remember the uh, lay sex gods pose where Jericho lays down. Here comes Jericho, or here comes Guevara on top of him. Kota Ibushi and Jericho did that. It all kind of fit perfect. It was it was uh, very cool to see the story of Kenny can't win without Callis. Yeah, that continues. Lost. He's lost every single match without Callis, and the still the story with the weapon. Can Callis only win when they bring in the weapon, even if they don't hit him? Yeah, yeah. They've every match Callis had to use the weapon, even in DDT, he had to interfere in the match. <laughs> People all mad. Oh, Kenny's filming it. Why are they, fi- dude? Stop. Yeah, Kenny Omega was filming the vignette <laughs> the, promos yeah. for. Uh, no. The Callis family. I went on to, his phone. He was like all into it, man. He had it. Yeah. He had it set up too. Well, see, he loves that shit. I went to a John Mulaney stand-up show. Right. Mm-hmm. He had uh, someone open for him. You know who announced the opener? Mm. John Mulaney. Uh-huh. You know who announced John Mulaney? The opener. <laughs> People do this stuff. We, they help uh, each other out all the time, man. I'm Just stop griping. We missed a match. In okay. There. Yeah. We missed the four-way tag. And oh this yes. Goes back to. The four-way tag on NXT No Mercy. This was now, better this, than that, but I, I, a lot of people I will thought hate this was the going to the guns because of the Young Bucks. They, well, I thought this was going to the guns. I honestly thought this was going to the guns. If you, if you have a bias against the Young Bucks, just watch the match <laughs> and you will enjoy it because this match was great. And um, yeah, a lot of just everyone I see. The only reason they hate this match is because the Young Bucks are in it. Yeah. The Young Bucks are getting a massive heat right now, which is 
I think they, they enjoy it because it's bringing the most eyes to AEW ever. Everyone says they hate <laughs> AEW, yet they're still talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah, still mad. Well, see, I think a lot of people think that this is going to be the match for Full Gear, but something you've pointed out is they don't, is they can choose any time to have the time. They don't have yeah, to have the, the match at Full Gear. They can was, choose at any time. It's like a money in the bank. The stipulation is they can do this any time. And that's why I think people don't get because they were so messed up with the fact that the Young Bucks won this. The Young Bucks might not use this shot for a year. Yeah. Maybe not at all. Yeah. Like, imagine in a year, um, Bullet Club Gold champ, tag team champions, out comes the Young Bucks. We never used our title shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah. But that sounds very Vince. But okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't even want to get into the Vince style show can. that was Dynamite before WrestleMania. Keep on with the card. Let's go. I'm on. just saying. <laughs> Young Bucks get the, the win. That's they're, the they're stipulation. Um, then we had the tag title match, FTR Aussie Open. That the, was good. Could have been better, but it was, good. it was good. This is very weird. The second match they had for a world title, first time, it was for the uh, IWGP tag titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, it might have been a double title match. I'm not sure because FTR had like four tag titles at the time. <laughs> they did, yeah. Ten star FTR. But um, the match was fantastic. It really is overshadowed by the ending where they built up all night for Aussie Open to win. Mm-hmm. And actually for the last two weeks. They've been building up for Aussie to win, yeah. And the crowd wanted Aussie to win. It was really... The match was really hot because I believe they knew they were building up for the main event. Um, but yeah, it's just... The match ended with... The reason why the match is a little less... Regarded as because of the ending. Yeah. But it, it wasn't a bad battle. Wasn't a bad match, no. Uh-uh. But still. It, it wasn't, I mean, if you think about it, it was a normal FTR big title defense since Ozzy didn't really win. Yeah. And I mean, it was just a really disappointing match in all <laughs> really, honesty. Yeah. But the wrestling itself wasn't, wasn't bad. Wasn't bad, yeah. Uh-uh. And then we get to the main event. Darby comes out first. Giant pop. Big been big promo before. Yeah. Um, Seattle hometown boy, of course. So he comes out. Um, we see multiple shots of Nick Wayne's mom <laughs> as Darby's coming down the ramp and as Christian's coming down the ramp. So she's part of this story. Everybody with, loves Nick Wayne's mom. <laughs> as Twitter said, she's got it going on. Anyway. So this match is, uh, in my opinion, one of the best main events AEW's ever had. This was a really, really good main event. The first two each out of three fall falls was unique, and not not because it's something we haven't seen before, because we've seen every type of fall before. And but it's just how they were done. Each one was so unique; you didn't know when the each one was coming. It you thought it was going to be long or short, and then. And, you know, okay, Darby takes bumps, and they're dangerous. But there's only one dangerous bump I saw in this match that really made me just he like... He took the bumps on the wood, which was big, and then well, the steel steps. The steel steps. The bumps on the wood, okay. I mean, that's... It still hurts, but you've seen it before. You've seen people do it. You know Darby's going to do it. But the steel steps where he... I don't... I don't... Christian I haven't, puts I haven't in, seen it. I need to rewatch the match. 
Man, Christian so, puts him on hey, the hey, steps hey, at a certain hey, angle. Hey. Hey, no. No, I need to rewatch the match. I don't want to. <laughs> Christian puts him on the steps at oh, a certain angle. Oh, so you care angle. about our viewers, not me. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Listeners, by the way. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's painful to watch. I'll say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's the only anyway, really scary move Darby, that Darby does. And that's what I'm trying to say is the match wasn't just Darby taking crazy falls. It was, it was a good match. Anyway, yes. as... Um, <laughs> you were talking about Darby. No, I know. I'm just thinking of how the match ended. So I believe how it ended was Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne. Turned on Darby Allen. So they were both, they had Christian uh, basically pushed into the corner. And they were about to hit him with the belt. And then you, you can tell he's going to do it. Before he does yeah. it, he's looking at Darby, and Darby's still yelling at Christian. Darby looks over at Wayne. Bam! I mean, you can tell. It's so readable, but in, in being readable, it's right so good. Yeah, yeah. To Darby, which leads to the pin and has Christian Cage retain. And, and then they just, start beating up Darby. Yeah, Sting comes out. Sting gets it, too. Well, hey, um... <laughs> Sting does get it, but after a bit, yeah, um, they basically they throw Darby out. Then Sting gets Sting tries for a second, yeah, mm-hmm. but no. They're, so they're about to get him set up. Sting set up for the concerto, and that I mean, that's Sting. You can't do that, Sting. Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. So the lights go out. This awesome promo comes out with this man getting in a nineteen seventies little. Sedan. It <laughs> looks like a Dodge Charger. I don't know. I didn't get I didn't pay that much attention. It's just a badass car. He's in, gets up, starts driving, cruising down you the street. You see him down the highway heading to Climate Pledge Arena. And he's driving over the words rated R in the highway. He steps out. Everyone knows what's gonna happen. Steps out of the car. They don't show his face, only his body. And then he steps out of frame. We go straight to Christian. Christian looks like he's seen a ghost for about ten minutes. Yeah. Hasn't didn't talk throughout this whole segment. Didn't move his barely blinked. Edge comes out to his WWE theme, but with Beth Phoenix, I believe, doing the beginning instead. And it's not you think you know me. It's you think you know him. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's you think you knew him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Crowd was fired up. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> to were, say the least. Really, they were listening to this. They popped when they heard the song, and then they were in disbelief. And then when the song ended, it was just heat. I mean, it felt like there was 13,000 people there. Yeah, Edge comes out. He takes uh, takes the chair from Christian, and he's teasing that he's going to... there wasn't 13,000 people. It felt like there Yeah, was. yeah, yeah. No, but he's teasing that he's going to hit uh, Sting with it. You know it's coming, but he doesn't hit Sting. He... Hits Nick Wayne with it, then he throws it at Luchasaurus. Yeah, and Christian's already gone from the ring at this point. Yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah. So, uh, and then the the show basically ended with Adam Copeland in AEW. Um, the media scrum started, and he has nothing but praise for everything yeah. in AEW. He said nothing bad about WWE. Wasn't 
talking trash. Just said, hey, I'm glad to be here. Glad I was there. Yeah. He said Good he, job. He's, he's not here for the money. He's here to wrestle every week. He's going to be on Dynamite and Collision this week. He's going to wrestle weekly. And um, his first match is on October 10th, Title Tuesday against Luchasaurus, um, which is part of the story. And a lot of people were talking about why Luchasaurus. Like, well, I mean, you got to well, give him part of the story. Yeah. You well, can't put him with Nick Wayne. You, you got to protect Edge a little bit. You got to put him with the oldest man on the roster. So, you know, the he's the oldest guy on the roster, too. So you can tell Edge isn't going to get hurt. And you can't put he's him with 65 billion yet, years and old. I'm not going to put Edge, or I'm not going to put Adam Copeland against um, Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne and Adam Copeland's styles don't fit. And, uh, and I thought Luchasaurus being the oldest on the roster was a good joke. Nick Wayne is way too. Young, I guess. <laughs> Versatile, flimsy. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a spot guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which isn't a bad thing, but it's but no. Just... Another uh, cool thing that I liked from the show: Mox on commentary. Mox yeah, during... and Nigel on commentary are amazing. You need that. John Moxley made the Danison Zack Saber <laughs> match. That you need was... that, like uh, Luchasaurus, or not Luchasaurus? Oh my goodness! You need that uh, kind of. Guy in the middle, like whether it's a JR, whether it's a Taz, you know, whether it's uh freaking, I can't think of his name right now. Oh my God. Excalibur. Excalibur. Why am I blanking on his name? Because he's one of the best damn announcers going. Yeah. You, you have to have somebody in between those two, but Mox and McGinnis are amazing. Mox is standing up on one side, yelling about Brian, like, uh, basically like, let's go, Brian, kick his fucking head in. Nigel's up on the other side going, get him, get him, Zach. And it's just amazing to go between those two. And Mox was they saying. Made, they made the match. If they, I mean, those commentators were, I mean, the match was going to be great but without them. Yes. If you take them out, it's still going to be great. But Put him in, it, it's, it's ten times better. better. Yeah, seriously. And with Mox saying things, I, sw- like, I, I swear I heard him say, do you ever think he wishes he was a vicious little monkey? He's acting like a vicious little monkey. <laughs> what? Are you really saying that right now? <laughs> He's talking about Danielson at this point. But no, when he when uh, Claudio is in the ring with Josh Barnett, Mox is on commentary. Yeah, and he's saying, uh, elbow is damn it in. Elbow is that in, Mox. <laughs> or no, he's talking to Claudio. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so great, man. It was the best commentary I, I, I've, I've heard in a long time. Another cool thing with AEW commentaries, they switch up their commentary team throughout big pay-per-views throughout the and night. And annou- they have different announcers for yeah. every, which uh-huh. WWE does too, but they're really putting Samantha Irvine yeah. in as the main. Um, anyway. Gunther. Moving on to Raw tonight, I don't believe, I, don't I, know. I haven't looked at much of it. I don't know if they released any cards. Um, there might have been matches announced last week that I totally forgot. Might have been matches last week that I totally forgot about, but... Um, yeah. Really, I heard a rumor that they're doing a big title match that's supposed to happen on Fastlane. They're doing it on Raw. I believe that's going to be Gunther versus Champa because their contract signing is tonight, yeah. so I believe they're just going to go on an all-out brawl, and then they're going to say, you know what? We're fighting tonight. <laughs> It can't be the world title, and there's no other big title matches on that card announced yet. Um, well, speaking of Raw, we're about eight minutes late for it. <laughs> so we're going to get out of here. Yeah. 
We'll call it a show. We are late for Raw. We will see you next time. This is... Third League.